Welcome to the Crazy Dre Podcast Show, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, and Jermaine Man, aka Crazy Crocker, aka Andre's Podcast. Guess what? Guess what, folks? It is Happy Thanksgiving, and I have my buddy Parlay Sean, who's also known for his farty Sean. Um, he farts everywhere he goes. That's not true. Yeah, Happy boys. Thanksgiving, everybody. Giving a shout out. Uh, hope you guys had some good family time or. You know, if you had to work, I'm sorry. But happy Thanksgiving, and hopefully you're thankful for a few things. And at least you woke up this morning, and you have a place to stay, and all that good stuff. So, my friends, we had a special weekend. We really did. Um, Sean and I actually had an opportunity to go to Detroit. I would like to first thank Todd for selling his Thanksgiving tickets to us. In August. For a very reasonable price. Um, they were going for a little over $400 before the game started. And we got them both for 250 a apiece. Um, the outcome was not what we wanted, of course, but we can get to that in a second. I mean, we might want to talk about Wednesday. We were blessed to go to the Red Wings. Yeah, well, the Red Wings was a lot of fun. We... Um I said, I looked at the schedule, and I'm like, you know what? The Red Wings played the night before, and then we got the Thanksgiving game. Why don't we just make it a nighter, stay, watch the Red Wings. Red Wings, of course, win 4-0. So we're technically 2-0 and on Red Wings games together. I guess uh, that means we can only go as we go. Yeah, just the Red Wings. Just the Red Wings and maybe the Pistons or the Tigers. The Tigers, when we saw the Tigers, we got destroyed by Boston. Yeah, I was rooting for Boston, so that's a wash. Yeah, but, you know. We haven't seen a Pistons game yet together, but I don't know if we want to spend the money and drive all the way down there when they've lost 13 straight. Yeah, yeah. I mean, Detroit is looking sad. I feel like if if we quick talk about Detroit Pistons. I got to play Ivy more. Yeah, that's what I was saying. And I just think that I think the chemistry of the team isn't ready for a Monty Williams' style. And I don't know. I see Cade getting his numbers, and Cade getting rebounds, and I just feel like the guys. I just feel like the guys don't feel Monty yet, and I think it's going to take a bit. But they did show that record from 2020 that the Pistons are what 80, 82 to they have an 82 win and 245 losses. That's one of the worst. One of the worst in two years. Yeah. So that's not looking good, but. Let's go back to Detroit. Not the game, but the city. So we get down to Detroit. We, we stayed get, outside. No, well, let's get to that a little bit later. So we're, so we're actually in Detroit. And we walked around and we had, um, we decided we get down to Southfield, like Southfield. I think that's where about her, um, corporate offices and all that, but we stayed at a comfort, uh, the Marriott Comfort. Marriott. Yeah. It's a very nice hotel. They had very good, uh, nice people and service. The uh, beds were comfortable. I'll tell you what, whatever they do to that city, you probably should uh, put lights, like uh, lights down there so we can actually see where we're going. Yeah, when we were coming back on the way home from the Red Wings game, it was uh, couldn't see the road the road very well, but they had really good desk people. They had some really cute uh, housekeeping people. Um, but 
the service was good. Um, the beds were clean. Very Shower. Yeah. Slept, slept like a fucking rock, rock after, you know, the Red Wings game. So we, uh, we would, so we ate at the Union Assembly Union or Union Assembly? Union Assembly before the Red Wings game. Yeah, so that's very, very, I think that's a higher end restaurant for most people, but during the Red, uh, the, the Red Wings game, it was just like everyone sit down and eat before you go into the stadium, Little Caesars. So we were... We were trying to find a new restaurant because we've been to Hockey Town, we've been to the Tin Roof, which used to be called the Old Chelios. Um, which we like the Tin Roof. We like Hockey Town, but we like to make the change. We actually found a cool local restaurant called Harry's, which we were thinking about going to, but the wait was so long. But we didn't know that was upstairs. Yeah, and we didn't find out that there was a second floor. Um, yeah. Until after the Red Wings game, and we asked them what time they were opened, and they said it's 7 a.m. So we'll get to Thursday in a second here, but we had a hell of a good time Wednesday night. Um, Red Wings, you know, the game started out real slow, and then all of a sudden it was like four minutes left in the first period. Bang! Goal! A minute and a half later, bang! Goal! Uh, another. 30 seconds, 45 seconds, like bang, goal, and we're up 3 nothing in the first. So, yeah. So, I took a parlay that would explode six and a half over, and that didn't happen. Uh, Denver, not Denver, Dallas, no, not Dallas, New Jersey. New Jersey did not do anything. The Red Wings look really good. The Red Wings, you know, they have different units come out, four units, and everyone's playing together. I just feel like it's just. They're just like a two years away from making playoffs, and they can make the playoffs this year. Uh, if we would look at the stats that we did that, I mean, we probably should look at those who scored for the Red Wings so that we just don't like, bam, we score. Bam. <laughs> well, they're two games over 500 now, so. Yeah, so. I don't. If we if we go with oh let's go. So the guys that scored uh, Whoa. I mean I thought we were gonna focus on football more. Yeah, it's fine, it just happened. So yeah, we had JG JT Comfort with an assist. We have uh Debris Kant right wing with an assist. And we have Raymond with a goal and Fabri with the center Fabri with a goal and an assist. It was and we have Cedar with a goal. I mean Detroit just looked real good. It just they just look they're they're a lot of fun. There's not a bad seat in those Caesars. We're on a tip top spot. For that Little Caesars Stadium, and the very last row. Yeah. So we want to shout out to the guys we gave the coasters to. We should have kept those coasters for that game for the Detroit Lions game. Uh, the coasters that we got was Hockey Town. So, wish we kept them. But you're welcome, guys. That uh, we don't know who your name is and what's going on, but the game was awesome. We. Talked to a couple people in uh, Detroit, and they said that uh, we would have to be down to 
downtown Detroit between 6, 6.30 for the parking. And guess what, folks? <laughs> oh, shit, man. We, we were the first ones down there. We asked a couple questions, a couple lot. We made it there before half of the lots parking were there. Yeah. So if, well, the parade was there, and we hardly watched the parade, and I really, no, I feel bad now that I didn't go see the parade because Detroit has one of the best parades in the nation, especially Thanksgiving, the Macy's in New York. So it's very comparable, but very different, I guess, really Detroit-ish. New York is more corporate America, I would call it. But uh, if you go down there, go check it out next year. Uh, go to the parade. Um, they had some nice floats. Yeah. Took a picture of the Wizard of Oz one. Kermit Frog was there. That was band dancing. I mean, so it was very well designed, and it must have been. And I put on a hell of a show because we were at the restaurant. Shout out to Harry's. Um sports diner or bar or whatever the last name is um owners are real good brothers, brothers and sisters brothers and sisters the waitresses are super sweet and nice and we had some nice conversations with them um we also talked to a couple of guys from from windsor oh windsor canada before yeah. we actually went to see the parade yeah um ironically one of them was named sean also yeah and what's the other guy's name I don't remember. Tim, Tom. Fred, I don't Fred, know. something. But they were diehard Lions fans. They um, they don't like Toronto. They Maybe. really don't like Toronto. Let's put it that way. That's wow, the that's one awesome. team that they don't like, and it doesn't matter if it's the Blue Jays, the Tr- Blue Jays, Toronto Agronauts, Toronto Raptors, anything to do with the organization or connection to Toronto. I guess they're just super stuck-up fans, and this is not – me or Andre talking, this is the words that came out of, uh, we'll say, you know, John and, you know, Sean, you know, so. So they said, <laughs> well, they said that because Toronto Maple Leafs are like a lot like the Dallas Cowboys. Everything, or the New York Yankees. Everything's about them. We're the best. We used to be the best, not the best no more. Uh, yeah. So. We get down there, we have breakfast. Thank God they have breakfast. Yeah, we did not really want to eat lunch at the time because no. we were outside for like 35 minutes. Um, Freezing, waiting for it to get out. It wasn't that bad. No, it wasn't, but still, it was still brisk. It was like 37. The wind was up. Yeah. But yeah. we knew we were in for a treat. We got there, had a good breakfast. I had a breakfast burrito. He had some eggs and potatoes and sausage. Nope. No bacon. Sorry, my bad. Sean likes sausage. No, he likes to. He else. Anyway, he has, could have had an English muffin with it for twelve dollars, but he didn't. Um, I just feel like the. I feel bread, and I grew up with Dutch people, but Dutch people love bread, and they can fill up themselves with bread. I hate eating bread that's not like a cheeseburger or a chicken sandwich. Because that takes up most of your That's fair. stomach. That's fair. So why would I want to get bread and we're not getting eggs, pan- uh, eggs and bacon and sausage or hash browns and square potatoes or whatever. So that's why I don't like, that's why I didn't get it. But like you said, I think the parade was, go- was actually good for what we saw. We had a little bit of a walking distance 
I think we started heading to the stadium about 10, 20, 10, 30. And the parade was still going on. So we got to give credit to, like you said, Detroit. It's a little, the parade's two hours and 15, two hour and a half hours long. Yeah. And so people, yeah, people, there were benches out there. There were seats put out there about 630, which I don't know why they were. And the Detroit put those uh, stadium seats, seats out bench, there. Benches. But it was funny how we had, uh, uh, saw all those uh, camp seats, campground seats. Oh, yeah. Just sitting there, assuming they didn't want to take them. I mean, I could just take them and just run with it. You could have. So I thought, one, the only thing I don't like about Detroit is that the infrastructure of the highways. The sucked. Si- the city, whoever did that, whoever put those highways together, I mean, you guys really messed it up. Those churches were there first. Those, uh, th- that Woodward Street was there the first. Everything was there long before. And then you guys decided to put the highway right in the middle of the city. And then you can't get out of the city. And then you miss the turn. And then you have to go two, three blocks over to come back around. And I know a lot of Detroiters are going to say, well, you're just being baby. You're not from Detroit. Who cares? But now, I mean, now I get it. I think Detroit is one of probably the one of the first cities that ever had a highway. But you guys messed that up. I think I would take those highways out of that spot if I could. I know it's Detroit's a big town for Detroit Red Wings, Detroit Tigers, Detroit uh, Lions, and the, and the Pistons. But that's the only thing I would complain about Detroit. But everything else, the city. I mean, the city's clean. Everywhere I went, everywhere I down, it doesn't smell like piss or urine. It doesn't, there's not a very sight of a lot of uh, low-income homeless people who are panhandling. But the city is just gorgeous. It's just really gorgeous. If you have any time out there to go and watch the Pistons, the Red Wings, or the Detroit Lions, I would tell you to go out there, make it a day out of it, uh, have dinner, um, whatever, go to. I want to go sometime to go to the Fox Theater, and just go in it and just go see a show or whatever, because I heard it's pretty historic. So it is. I haven't been yet, but I've heard that it's awesome too. I think the only times I went to the first time I went to Detroit, besides going to the Tigers game with my own or with my family in Old Tiger Stadium. Was uh, was uh, I went to see Nine Strikes, Nine Studs, or Nine? It was a band, Nine Strokes, and they played in an old church. The church they changed the church into a kind of a concert venue. It was pretty cool. Sounds fun. So I don't know where that was. I wish I knew it. God, I just wish I knew what church that was, but. So we finally get in the stadium, and we wanted to walk around because I hadn't been to a Lions game before. I've been in the stadium, and he hasn't been in the stadium. You got a couple of new hats that are pretty cool. Yeah, I got I got the Detroit Lion logo, the classic that's on everything now. It's been on Detroit's logo for the last 20 years, I bet, 50 years, 30 years. Uh, I got the other hat, DL, with a DL, and the Detroit Lions. I'm going to get that as a tattoo. 
and figure out what I'm going to get for my tattoo. So I'm going to get a Detroit Tiger, old Detroit Tiger logo. Get the classic D, the classic, uh, I'm going to have the D out for Detroit Lions. And I'm going to get uh, the Detroit Red Wings, the wings. And the Detroit Pistons, I don't know what I'm going to do with that. No idea. No idea. What should I do with my uh, Detroit Pistons? That one we're still debating about. What we might want to do bad boys. Finally, you know, we get to our seats. We have some good people around us. Had about an hour before the game. Still chilling. Totally stoked. Um, it's kind of a, anyone that doesn't hasn't watched sports. Thanksgiving is a big day about, you know, other than family and doing a turkey day. And if you didn't go to the game, it's just being with family. But... Thanksgiving is, if it goes back, you know, John Madden passed away last year and, you know, he calls it a turkin. And every Thanksgiving and, you know, after losing him as a memory, I guess the referees have a John Madden coin. John Madden's on the front and then tails is a turkin, which is basically a big turkey and he calls it a turkin. But obviously... Anybody that watches football knows that they flip a coin. Irrelevant, but it was kind of cool to know that. Yeah, so it's cool that I think, yeah, that's cool. I mean, John Madden, Madden, the whole Madden football, EA Sports is legendary. And everything about his announcing style, boom! And then and then it was just fun. What Pat there was said. a lot of famous people there today. Eh? Good old, uh, I per- always forget his name. Um Tim Allen? Well, Tim Allen was there, you know, tool time, which is actually really cool. And then you got Dumb and Dumber, Jeff Daniels. Great movie, by the way. Then you got Chris Draper was there, former Red Wing. Um, Put a good halftime show on. Um, I didn't see it. I was trying to find food. (laughs) Yeah. I actually had a turkey sandwich and chips. Lovely. Hit the spot. It was a good sandwich. My grandma came yeah, it was good, yeah. It was a great sandwich. I would not consider buying food or drinks at the stadium, but it, to me, it was worth it. Yeah, because you spent like $14 per beer or something like that. Yeah, two beers. Yeah. At the stadium. And how much was the Sprite? $300. Probably like six? No, four bucks. Oh, that's not too bad. No. So it was, you know, Detroit. No, Detroit was a lot of fun. I just, I just wish I was not two and a half hours away. I wish, yeah. I wish I, you know, forty-five minutes tops. I wish I was like maybe maybe I'll move to Ann Arbor, be by the greatest college football squad ever. Go blue. So so, this is well. We got well. I'm gonna really talk about Rashawn. About the game. The game started to Detroit with a big shocker. We loved throwing about a 50-yard pass to Watson, and Watson hasn't shown up all year. And I think Detroit got lucky last week against the Bears, and they didn't use that game as a as awakening. And right at the get-go, they fall behind, and then the Green Bay scores a touchdown. And and with less than like three minutes into the game, and I tell you what, I tell you what, if you, if you, if you look at this, let's just say you took 
if you didn't take, if you took the under, you were screwed in the first quarter. <laughs> when the score is 20 to six in the first quarter. And this game was just super weird. You know, the coin toss, the deep play, and then it, well, it, it, well, it, because it went seven nothing, then it was seven six because Laporta scores a touchdown. But then, good miss, God, he go. misses the freaking extra point, and then <laughs> they well, go down and score right off the bat again. Well, I tell you what, really happened. Well, to my to my opinion, this is what really happened. Green Bay without one of their running backs, A.J. Green, right? Yeah. And, no, I'm sorry, Aaron Jones. Aaron yeah, Jones is out. And then Dylan was a backup running back. He's a big guy, but he doesn't really do much besides third and shorts and first and shorts and first and goals and all that type of stuff. But I find it interesting that Detroit has a problem with getting to the backfield. But they also have a problem with understanding that a team like Green Bay, who's not going to have a great running game, they're going to get the ball out of Love's hand as fast as possible with short routes, uh, uh, slot receiver shots, um, passes in the backfield that the receivers and the, and it gives the re- the other receivers and the other offense line guys to move outside the outside the pocket to, to block for the running back in the backfield when they toss the ball to the running back. So I saw a lot of that, and I think Detroit didn't really adjust to that one bit at all in the game. It was way too late for them to adjust because by the time they went to the running game, Green Bay was so much ahead, and, Green, and Detroit really didn't have an opportunity to stay in the game because – Within what the third quarter they gave up a fourth down and seven or four they faked it and it was just this was the dumbest thing. Yeah. I mean, as hard as it's to say, the Lions did get outplayed. Um, if anybody doesn't know this, they haven't won a game on Thanksgiving Day since 2016. So we're going on seven years plus. But tell them the stat that you have the 0 and 12. So before this game started, and I wish I knew this before the game. I wish I knew this before I made that parlay bet. I mean, before this, before this game started, if you were, I mean, I don't even know why I looked this up, but it was looking at no, the stats. Told. No, it was looking. I knew it was looking at stats of what their overall record was, and their overall record is thirty-seven, forty-four, and two. Now it's 37-45-2 on Thanksgiving Day. But there was a stat on there that it, their overall record is 0-12. So there is 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8. 8 moon phases. Anybody that's in astronomy or whatever, science, right? There's 8 moon phases, and I'm not going to name them all. The point is the, the, the waxing. Gibbous. That's basically, if you look it up, it's three fourths of the moon is covered. Now, not the waning Gibbous. That's by the third quarter. We're talking about the waxing Gibbous. They're 0 12 when that moon is going into the sky. Well, 
that mother effing moon was going into the sky today. And they lost again. And they're 0-13 on the waxing gibbetous moon. That's all I got to say. So, yeah. So, that was a fun little science science and astronomy facts. By Sean, for Sean, for us, by us. That's actually our old food. But, but I, I was still hoping you got you to gotta be wishful thinking. I mean, you know. Like, really, can a moon dictate fucking how the Lions play? Well, maybe it does, because God knows Jared Goff looked like ass. Like, this is the second game that if it wasn't for the defense, keeping him out of the end zone on a couple of fourth downs, and maybe not going for it, like you said, in the third quarter, on a fourth and six. We're not talking about a fourth and two. We're not talking about a fourth and one. We're talking about a fourth and F and six from your own 28 or 30-yard line. I, I, I like Dan Campbell, but I don't know what well, the hell we're thinking. Well, I think two things. If I, was, if I was a head coach or assistant coach or whatever, and I had to make a, a re, uh, recap on the game, and I will this week, I guess for this weekend, what I see a lot is that is that Jared Goff is a is a quarterback that needs to get this ball out of his hand within every three to five seconds. It's the old um, West Coast offense idi ideology for Joe Montana and the offense of Jerry Rice and Roger Craig. So, in order for that to work, you have to get the ball out of Joe Montana, and you have to get the ball out of uh, Jared Goff's hand. And what happens is that because we don't have that receiver quite yet, Jamison Williamson, to actually run long routes, you're going to have a problem with protecting Jared Goff. And what's happening a lot more is that, Det- that, is that Detroit goes into the slot they pass the ball to Sam Brown on a, on a slot receiving passes. And the problem with that, though, is that it works the first eight, nine, ten games of the year and last year. But now that the defense has figured that out, they're going to sit on St. Brown and they're going to play to his to Detroit's strengths. And what they're doing now is that they're taking that spot away from St. Brown. They didn't get the ball to St. Brown to the second half. Of that game, so remember this, folks. Remember this. So when you have Jared Goff try and wait for Jamison Williamson to to run his long routes, you don't, if you don't create that timings route or you don't create that three to five seconds to release the ball, Jared Goff will fumble twice, and he did in Detroit today. So that's something you have to really realize. The other thing I want to say is this, is that Detroit, for some reason, they they have this thing about starting with Montgomery and not really doing anything with Gibbs until the third of, or the second or third uh, Detroit Lions possession, which questions me, is Gibbs hurt? Is he really ready? Is he ready to be that running back that you need game in and game out. I feel like they need to start Gibbs first and then have Montgomery to be in the to be in the backfield 
when you need a third down and one or something in that scenario. So, so even though Jared Goff, I got to play devil's advocate for one second, had the two fumbles, he did throw for 332 yards and two touchdowns. So those two fumbles did not 100% decide the game. Wouldn't you put more emphasis on the stupid fourth and six? Yes. Did they score some points when he fumbled the ball? Yes. And first of all, the first fumble was very, 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 very controversy. So I would like to say that maybe he only had one fumble. You can agree that the first one was borderline shit show. Could have been a pass. You're right. You're right. Because it looked like the ball was coming out as he was throwing it. And he got hit, and they didn't turn over the. And that's when it went. They went down twenty to six. Yeah, yeah, that could in be the first quarter. That could be true. That is that could be true. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I just, I just sometimes think that, you know, with all this trickery stuff that Detroit does, and I mean, Detroit's been playing like the way they want to with no. The way that they, the style is. But they need to really rely on the running game a lot more. They need to have Gibbs gain 50 to 60 yards and a touchdown. They need Montgomery to at least get 40 or 50 yards of of uh, a rushing. I just feel like, I don't know, I mean, every time, when I watched that game live, I just felt like they they just played into the hands of Green Bay's Strong point. They, I mean, that's what I keep saying. That's why you need to change your playbook every single day, every single game. I mean, in reality, Montgomery, I mean, in reality, St. Brown shouldn't be your number one receiver every week. It should be different players every week. Williams had a decent amount of yards. Yeah. I mean, he he went over. But he this needs to get in the end zone here and there. They need to, not just Laporta getting into the end zone. Laporta scored a touchdown. They need other players. Raymond, they need Raymond in there to, to be another slot receiver, another uh, guy in a different route running opposite of what St. Brown is or where Laporta's not. I this mean, that's I mean, I see a, okay. what happened for the last – Eight weeks or ten weeks with a win on two losses. Now they're eight and three. But what's happening is that they're going to. What's that saying? When you go to a certain thing too many times and it's just going to. Repeat, same play. But yeah. Oh, um, oh, what's that saying? When something's too good to be true or something that's just. You're like something. In a gold mine or something like you, you're reaching in the gold too many times or. Oh. You you become dependable. You. They become too uh, obvious. Obvious, like, like people know what you're gonna run. Yeah, and that's really that. I to me, I think that's why. I mean, Detroit's going to have to work. Detroit's going to have to be very much in concern of, understanding that saying Brown is your number one receiver, but to. Only to have him run those routes. You need other guys to run those routes too, 
so that Sam Brown can be running other routes that the team, the defense, are not used to. So this loss today, okay, so they lost 29-22. We can blame it on a couple of fumbles. We can blame it on a fake punt. They were outplayed. We'll put it that way. Like, Jordan Love looked great, and Watson came out of nowhere. Um, To former Spartan, Reed was making catches and got a touchdown. Like, we're not sitting here making excuses with the fumbles or the the stupid play call or the block play. I will admit, being there live, and if no one watched this game, the Packers outplayed them. And now they're 8-3, and and this is what makes this very, very tough. I mean, Seattle has a chance to win tonight, but the 49ers are going to win. Let's be logical. And they're going to be 8-3. and three. So then now we're looking at a two-way tie for second place. And then this loss, this loss, you heard it here, you heard it from us. This loss today on Thanksgiving could drop them from a third or all the way to a sixth seed. Why I say that is, what if, which God hopes it doesn't happen, they have a two games left with Minnesota. Minnesota is not going to lose on Monday Night Football to the Chicago Bears. So then they're seven and five, and the freaking Red Wings are eight and three. Or the Lions are eight and three, which makes the Minnesota Vikings only a game and a half back, and they play each other twice. Like this is a devastating loss. Devastating. Yeah, I mean this is not. I mean this is not a good time to lose for. Dan Campbell or the Detroit Lions. I just think that if you're going to, well, instead of just blaming the offense, I think the defense needs to um, help. They were put back, their backs against the wall, having to have the ball and play defense at the fucking 20 yard line four times. Well, I wish they would. I don't, I might have to watch that game on, on, on TV again. And, because our seats was, we're facing the, um, the end zone. So, and I don't know if Detroit blitz love or not. And I felt like they didn't do any of that. And I think no sacks, no sacks. And you have, and you have, uh, I mean, you're gonna put two guys on Hutchinson. And I, I just think we're one or two players left on the on the defense, especially the defensive line. I feel like we need at least one or two more guys that can actually put the pressure on the quarterback, even if they don't sack him, knock the ball out of their hand, or do something. So there you have it. And you know, I, I think well, we have thirty fifth minute. Yeah, we're probably only going to talk about today's games. Yeah. Uh, but And we went to what, you know, we got back late tonight, too, and traffic, like we said, Detroit was rough. Um, yeah, yeah, I'm yeah. thinking our next podcast will be Sunday also, and we can recap the games from Sunday. Yeah. You know, today the Cowboys blew them out. Um, not much to talk about. And well, tonight's game. Oh. Well, that blew my uh, parlay, too. I picked one and 13. I thought yeah. maybe the Washington would keep it close. And nope. Not so rabid. Howell didn't show up. The whole team of uh, Washington 
uh, commanders, they're nice guys. We call them Redskins sometimes. But so. for, for anybody that cares, the Jets play tomorrow and a third-string quarterback, and they play the Dolphins, starts at three. Um, the, I mean, there's a decent amount of games on Sunday. The number one game of the day probably is the Jags and the Texans. I mean, it's in Houston. Yeah, but well, the Jags need this one to keep things going. To take the division over? Well, they just need it. I think they lost a couple of games in a row, didn't they? Yeah. Yeah, they need this one. I mean, I I would most likely pick uh, Christian Kirk for the touchdown. And Etienne with his yards, you know. That's what I would do with that first game. For Who sure. wins? Do you I bet against C.J. Stroud and freaking Houston? Yeah, you know, like, eventually they're going to have to lose, right? Or do they just keep winning? I don't know. I mean, C.J. Stroud's another guy that you want to go with the, with, the, with the yards. Oh, I agree. Especially in the rushing yards, right? Yeah. And then the other big game is the Eagles versus the Bills. Which Bills team is going to show up? And we know that Philly is the best team in football. Well, first of all, I'd like to want to thank that uh, Josh Allen for uh, not showing up at all this year. I do have Stefan Diggs, and I still have Gabe Davis on my team. One-two punch, you're killing Tony, one of uh, Sean's best friends. On his yeah. fantasy football. So, so six straight. Yeah. So you guys got to get your rear ends and out of your heads or something. Um, the Jets and the Dolphins. Why do I think this game's going to be close? I don't know. It shouldn't be close. Third string quarterback? Zach Wilson's out. He's he benched. I know. That's what I'm saying. He's gone. He's basically not. I'm surprised. The only reason why he's still on the squad because they have to make sure the quarterbacks don't stink, you know, stink enough. Uh, the Patriots and the Giants, Daniel Jones or AC surgery or Tommy John surgery, what's he having? Out for the season. Out for the season. So uh, they'll be using a third-string quarterback for the rest of the season. So uh, I would try to stay away from the Pittsburgh and the Cincinnati game. I feel like Pickett is whole, so bad. That Browning's not any better. I don't. Who would you even pick? But the problem is, Pittsburgh's defense is better. But then you got you still got Jamar Chase, and you still got freaking Mixon, and you still got Higby or the whatever, and you still got Tyler Boyd. So if Browning can pull his head out of his ass, I mean, most people would say that the Bengals can win this game, but. Browning is worse than Pickett. Yeah, yeah, you're right. Uh, if we go down to, well, if we go down to the Tampa Bay and the Colts game. I don't know about this one because Baker Mayfield's dog trash. Be nice, Sean. He's not good. Be nice. Uh, you love McGardner Minshew. I do. I wish he would play better, but. Don't think he's going to play much. And then, I mean, do we even want to talk about the owner, Israel, for the Colts? I mean, he thinks he's being 
called out for being white billionaire racist or something. Like, just shut up. Get you got pulled over for a DUI a long time ago, and you're an idiot. Yeah, you so. just need to be more responsible for your actions. Speaking of that, Sean is on his 11th month tomorrow. Technically Saturday, but... Saturday, right? Yeah, 11 months clean, sober. That's pretty good, man. Yeah. That's awesome. And we uh, had a great weekend with the, you know, both games without, you know, getting shit-faced or incidents and met some cool people, like we said, but, you know... Yeah, Other than that, I don't know. Do we have anything else to add? Uh, well, Kansas City and the Vegas. That should be a blowout, but it's in Vegas. So I'm sure they're going to make that interesting somehow, some form, some way. Correct? Uh, Fourth or third string quarterback. Yeah. Yeah, that's not going to be looking good. I, would, I don't know if I would even pick a parlay for that thing or anything. Uh how about this? The Chargers and the Ravens. That's tough. Is it? Because the Chargers find a way to F themselves. With that much talent, with that offense coordinator that doesn't know what he's doing, what do you do? Well, is it really? Then the you, but, but, but Lamar now only has Odell Beckham to throw the ball to, right? He doesn't have a tight end. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I mean, basically, Mark Andrews is out. So, does that really stop him? Probably not. Look, the I Chargers are so talented. I don't know how they're so bad. No, I think I think you can't blame the coaches all the time. I think it has to do with the players not practicing or going through their their steps. I mean, the defense has Khalil Mack and fucking Joey Bosa. Yeah, but still. I mean, you just that team's not together. That maybe the head coach or the or the coaches have said something about certain players that they don't like. Or anything. maybe they're just ready for Bill Belichick to take the new reins. Could you imagine that? Belichick is gone from the Patriots, folks, and he's heading to San Diego to have the next baby goat. Not. Actually, we already have a baby goat because that is Patrick Mahomes. Maybe this is the uttered baby goat that's producing Herbert. Did you you hear about that guy that used to be on ESPN that said that the NFL in sports world are purposely trying to make Prudy and Lawrence, uh, Trevor Lawrence, the new... They'd rather have those guys be the premier quarterbacks than Lamar Jackson and Emma Holmes. He used to be on ESPN, and now they just have podcasts, and they bicker about everything, about what ESPN made them do. So is that a uh, – is that almost like uh, – what's his face for the stupid uh, That's like NBA? Bucks. What's his name? Who? You love him. Oh, Perkins. Because you can kind of say that's a race card. Well, yeah, that's Perkins says it's no, thing. but Prudy and who? Trevor. Lawrence. Trevor. They're trying to push their are a hundred percent white. Yeah, and they're trying to push their envelope. Patrick Mahomes is not a hundred percent white. Nope. 
So you got Josh Allen and uh, or Joe Burrow. Right, but Lamar and Patrick Mahomes, I mean, you're kind of playing the race race card. Well, I think, to me, when you say that stuff and you're black, you're just trying to tell people that you can't play sports and you wish you could, and then now you're living your whole life through athletes like that. I would take, I would, uh, Prudy is not proven yet. I mean, you could put out any quarterback with that San Francisco talent. You put Geno Smith behind there. Put Nick Foles. You could pull Colin Kaepernick out of retirement, and he could have the numbers pretty good. Yeah. Go put Joe Flacco, for fuck's sake, on that team, and he's probably fine. Yeah, Joe Flacco, Super Bowl winner. And Scott and, uh, and the Cleveland Browns practice squad. <laughs> <laughs> Can't you imagine? Can't you imagine that? Oh shit! Being caught up. Could, could you imagine sitting on your couch, just twiddling away, probably picking boogers out of your kids' nose because they sneeze and don't know how to wipe their nose, and then you get a. You're free. Uh, you, you get your agent and call you up and text you. Guess what? He's like, what? The talent that you're, San Francisco has. You're going to Cleveland. Think about that. The talent that San Francisco has, Ryan Leaf could win a Super Bowl with. No, no. Ryan Leaf, he was a junkie when he was. Mr. Butt Fumble himself, Mark Chan Sanchez, no, could win a Super Bowl with the 49ers no, talent, folks. No, no. No, you can't. That big fat. Heifer that used to play for LSU, Russell, that got traded or drafted by the Raiders, could win a Super Bowl with the San Francisco 49ers. That is... That's not true. That dude's lazy. (laughs) That guy was so lazy. He didn't care. He just got paid. He didn't want to play football. That's another story about athletes, today's athletes, that I think everyone thinks that they want to be... A billionaire athlete. No, they just want to. You see that Devo just fell one yard short. I know, and I didn't pick him to score a touchdown. Oh, okay. Now it's Christian McCaffrey's time. Or I have Christian scoring. Nope. First and goal. Yep. Second and goal. So. I think we're about done. Look, folks, it's been a long day. Sean's barely able to keep his eyes wide open. Uh, He sneezed like two hundred times in a row in, in in the car. Dude, I'm telling you this one. Your car is nice. You want to sell me your car? Please do. I love your car. I know you do. It was nice. A nice ride. It wasn't loud. It was like, we even got you a little ball that you can play with. Hey. So I need a ball, a driving handlebar, based on the state of Michigan, what they want me to do to turn the wheel over. So Debo Samuels finally scores a touchdown, a rushing touchdown. Thank you, Debo. I had you on my team in the beginning of the year, and you now you're showing up, pricks. Just kidding. So, thank you for listening to the Crazy Dre Podcast Show. It's only about 45 minutes long. I kind of try to keep it this short so people driving to work and coming back home can listen to it. Uh, this will be on, on podbean.com and maybe busbrow.com, depending on what I want to do. Uh, peace. Love and uh, happy Thanksgiving. Thank you, Sean, for showing up. Always great to be here. Thanks, Spotify. Thank you, Apple Podcasts. Thank you, 
Detroit for your for hosting me into your awesome city. And uh, 